All right, everyone, it's Tom here with Hidden Beats, and today we have Ottawa's own Maurice Moore. How are you doing? What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm great. I'm feeling great. So so for, for new viewers and listeners, give, give yourself a little intro and, and your accolades here. Uh, well, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. I've written for um, everybody from her, um, Chris Brown, Justine Skye, Jordan Sparks, um, you know, my, my, my number one passion is my artistry. And uh, I put out two albums or two mixtapes, rather. I'm getting ready to put out my first uh, album this year. So, you know, we've been we've been slowly on the rise, grinding, putting in the groundwork. And um, I'm excited for it to all kind of culminate into everything that's aligning right now. Nice. Yeah. Like we've we've seen you a few times now doing your thing, like live with you when you were here a few years ago. Yes, sir. How is it opening for big names like that? It's great, man. Um, I feel like it's always, especially when it's a, a well-curated event, um, you know, you're not just opening for some random artist, but some type of artist that has a kind of similar alignment with your message. And I feel like it's great to just have that platform to be able to go in there and show people who you are and your craft. So I, I love it. I love it. And I'm grateful for all the, the opportunities like that. Yeah, that, that was a crazy night. I was in the back doing a whole bunch of stuff. and <laughs> it was, Yeah, it gets rowdy. It gets rowdy back home in Ottawa, man. It gets rowdy. Oh, for sure, for sure. So <laughs> start off with kind of your history. So who inspired you to get into music? You know what? That's, that's interesting because when I first, first, like my first ever time where I, I knew I was in love with music was um, probably back home with my family. My family was always playing different music from country music, Shania Twain, which is like super random for a lot of my fans are like, they can't believe it when I tell them like my favorite artist is Shania Twain. But I, I grew up on like a lot of country music. Um, and then once I got into like elementary school, all the homies, we used to make beats on the tables and rap and freestyle. And that was really where the passion birthed for me. And I realized that I actually really enjoyed writing and telling stories and even the, the competitive side of of music, I, I was starting to fall in love with it. Um, and when I got into high school, I had been rapping now for what, six years since elementary school. And my sisters are all these crazy vocalists. Like they all sing, they can do all the runs, all the high notes, all the Mariah Carey type stuff. And I never was like drawn to doing that myself. But once I got into high school, my sisters kind of convinced me to start singing a little bit. And I was kind of resistant towards it because I was like, nah, you know, I'm a I'm a rapper. I'm not trying to do none of that soft singing type stuff. Um, but they, after a while, they kind of convinced me and I opened up to the idea of it and I recorded my first kind of singing song and just expanded my mind, man. I never even thought about music in that way until that moment. And I remember going to school and playing it for all the girls and seeing them respond a certain way. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? I like this a lot. And Ever since, man, I've just been putting in the time and the hours into the craft and studying and learning. A lot of my favorite artists are across the board, genre-wise. You know, I'll, I'll listen to Tupac, and in that same playlist, you'll have Shania Twain. You might have some uh, Frank Ocean. You know, you might have some Stevie Wonder in there, uh, Kendrick Lamar. It's it's really across the board, and I, I just am an all-time, I'm just a, a overall nerd about music, man. I love I love it, and it it started from from a child man mm -hmm. yeah like like i'm a fan of a good song if it, or a good track like if it's done right doesn't matter who's doing it what genre yeah uh, it, you know if it hits you a little bit 
that's that's the type of music you want to listen to for sure hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. so um like so like i said the first time we saw you was opening for ti i i've i hadn't experienced your music before and and watching you on stage you you held that stage pretty good you got the crowd going pretty crazy the <laughs> girls loved it and i know you, you you know you brought a girl up on stage and she almost passed out or something like that <laughs> that was pretty crazy yeah man so so how how is uh how is it performing live like you know it's a whole different experience from just you know making a track and putting it out there what's what's live like to you live is like a whole like you said man it's a whole separate thing and i i have to kind of put aside time to really the same way that i'll go in on like an album i have to put that same type of focus and energy into the live show i think a lot of times like in this day and age the live performance gets overlooked especially in like the covid era it's almost like performances have kind of dwindled away as like this important thing but i still i still think of it as something that can really transform the way that you see an artist and how you interpret their their art um and you know my performance my stage performance has evolved over the years even since that ti show man like i feel like i've i've refined my choices you know i i used to always have like crazy dancers on stage and the whole band um, you know, I still do the band, but, you know, I kind of left out the dancers with this this latest project and let it kind of focus on my voice and my message. Um, so, you know, I feel like it's something that I'm always refining and always trying to find a way to uh, show a side of myself that I that I can't on a song. You know, I have to have to be there with the people to show them this side of me. And it's hard to do. It's hard to be that vulnerable on stage. So it's something that I'm I'm excited to continue exploring and evolving in. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's that you got to go and everyone grows through music. So you're always going to, you know, do something a bit different every time I see anyways. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So speaking about COVID, how, how did that affect you? Like, did you have trouble with it at the start or? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, um, I actually went back home to kind of be with my family. It was super chaotic and uh, I'm living in LA now, uh, but right at the top of COVID, I came back and I was just worried about my family and everyone was tripping. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just come back. So I spent most of 2020 back home in Canada, which was different from um, being in LA and kind of around the hustle bustle and the, the whole industry. Uh, but it was kind of therapeutic in a way to go back home and like reconnect with my family in a way that I hadn't in a long time. And, um, you know, it taught me a lot about myself. I, I had a lot of time to just sit there and kind of reflect. And I feel like I made good use of that time to actually, you know, I started journaling and started writing about my feelings and my thoughts. And, um, you know, a lot of the music that I'm about to put out this year is, is all from that kind of time period. So I was really doing like some self exploration, if you will, kind of on a spiritual journey. Um, and COVID, COVID kind of initiated that, that whole process. So in a way, you know, it's full of a lot of bullshit, but it was also like pretty um, transformative as well. Yeah, I find that a lot of people are saying it gave them, gave them a chance to kind of reflect and and learn new things and kind of develop a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, I, you, you kind of realize like, people are like in our, in our modern world, we're so like rushed. We feel like we have to accomplish so much and do so many things and work so hard. And um, having that time just reminded me like, yo, time is, time is, is moving as fast as, as you perceive it. But people are not even like present enough to the moment to actually realize how much time that we actually have you know we're not just working on a computer we're working on a computer but we're listening to a podcast or some music in the background mm -hmm. we're not just like 
at the gym, you know, we're, we're at the gym and then someone calls us on our Bluetooth and we're, we're having a conversation. It's like, we're never like just fully present. And um, that's like the biggest thing that, that I took away from this whole experience is like, just being more present, man. There's so much time, there's so much enjoyment in every second. And um, it's something that I was completely kind of oblivious to prior to that. Like I, I had like this subtle awareness, but it like really hit me. It was like a huge moment. Crack my whole my whole brain open. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you get into doing like live performances or anything for fans or like did you do anything with that at all? Yeah, I mean, I did I did some uh, some festivals, some like digital festivals. That that was really cool. Um, it was a unique way to perform. It wasn't quite the same thing, but it was cool just to be able to actually you know put on a show for the fans and like you know keep keep the rust off. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people had issues trying to even develop something for that because, you know, a, a digital performance didn't exist really before. So you can do a little bit of, you know, Instagram lives in that. But if you're trying to put on a whole thing that never happened. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I was lucky because I'm also an audio engineer and producer. So I feel like that kind of helped me as well to put together a show. And uh, I didn't really need to go hire anybody or bring people in. It was just like oh yeah I, I see how this could work you can just route your your microphone to that to the to the stream and you know stuff like that there was a little bit of a learning curve with the streaming stuff but like it was actually it, it was a fun process and another way um another thing that opened up my mind to like damn you know what I don't necessarily need to be um always like thinking about the next tour always thinking about you know I need to be in this city or this specific location. Like I could actually just tap in with my fans online and give them like a really special performance, you know, even without being there in person. So it's cool, man. It's dope. Mm -hmm. I know I had to do a lot of, so the, actually this is the first time I've used this camera for interviews today. And it took me a bit to set up a mic before. Like I had a lot of growing pains trying to figure that oh, out. Oh yeah. I was going to say, you look like you got your whole, your whole setup going crazy over there. Oh, th this is all a mess back here. We, so I, I also launched a clothing line. So this is just, I'll um, mess from that. We just did a photo shoot this weekend and trying to figure all that nonsense out. I got a lot going on back there too. So, oh, so well, congrats on the on the on the launch, my man. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, hopefully I have some pictures soon, so that'll be pretty sweet. And then oh, I'm man. also we're also doing an indigenous line too, so we're gonna have uh, because I'm actually ha uh, half indigenous myself. So no way. Uh, yeah, a piece from every sale is gonna go to support indigenous charities, which will be kind of cool oh. once once I drop that officially. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. I got I got Cherokee in my bloodline as nice, well, nice. man. So that's cool. That's cool. Well, I'll make sure I'll hook you up with a hoodie or something. I'll send one out to you. I love that, brother. I love that. Yeah, nice. Right. And then yeah, that. So I understand growing pains. Anyways, like this camera being brand new, the one I had beforehand would actually shut off every twenty minutes because just overheat <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's pretty crazy, but I think they got it pretty good so far. <laughs> No, nah, it looks solid over there, man. Mm -hmm. So one of the main reasons we're actually here too is you just got an award for Black Music, the Black Canadian Music Award. Let's talk about that yeah. a little bit. Dude, um, was not expecting anything in, in, in that nature to receive any type of award like that. I was kind of taken back. I mean, I, I do expect it in the sense of, you know, I know the work that I put in and I trust that, um, it's going out and people are receiving it, but it, it always feels good to, to be recognized, to be kind of seen, you know? And I, um, 
when you're kind of just putting putting your head down and grinding you don't really ever get the chance to kind of just like smell the flowers so it, it was definitely really nice to to receive that award um it's a it's an annual award that SOCAN does and um you know it just kind of reminded me that I'm on the right path you know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. like so did someone nominate you for that or how did you how did that even um, come up I believe my my management submitted me for the award to just they submit me for various awards just to see see what happens you know you never mm -hmm. know um, and so they submitted me and we kind of just forgot about it and then um about a month before they announced the award they, they reached out to me so i had to wait a month before i could tell anybody i was like, okay <laughs> like trying so hard not to, <laughs> to, to say anything but um yeah yeah it was it was a pleasant a pleasant surprise for sure mm -hmm. yeah so we've we've done a few things with soca we just did the the woman in music uh, program recently yeah. so when i saw your name come across my my desk i was like oh nice okay ottawa ottawa local got one yes sir <laughs> yes sir so how how does this award like does this award help you grow in a way like it validates what you're doing or how does that feel yeah for you? i mean uh there's there's a financial reward as well I, I, I they they gave us five grand you know so for me i'm just i'm i'm obviously i'm just gonna pour that back into all the music and everything i'm doing um i have i have a project coming out um and you know we actually have a meeting with SoCan coming up where we're supposed to talk about um you know different things like Canadian radio which is something I've always kind of struggled with breaking into the Canadian radio market so you know that's really cool um I'm doing a, a songwriting camp in Spain uh coming up so some some cool things kind of um that SoCan's able to do and I, I've done stuff with SoCan in the past as well so uh, I already have a tremendous respect for what they do and they've put me in positions to to win in the past. So, you know, this is, this is like taking it to just another level and building that relationship really. Yeah, for sure. I mean, song songwriting camp in Spain sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> dude, dude. I mean, honestly, I've done a lot of writing camps in, in, in my life so far. This would be the first time in Spain, but I've done Greece, I've done Korea. Um, and a lot of my placements overseas with all the K-pop groups are actually from the most of them are from those camps okay. so they're they're really great opportunities to get you know uh big placements and big cuts on other artists and um and also just to network with other incredible talents and you know build your network out there so i enjoy it i enjoy it. it's fun and you're just in like this place you've never been in paradise and it's sick man yeah for sure so, like when you're doing these camps is it a goal for for you to develop a certain number of tracks like are you are you you have a task in mind when you're doing this so usually like you're, you're expected to have at least one song done every day. Like I'm talking start to finish the, the vocals, the lyrics. It's, it's like you could release this tomorrow, Okay. Uh, which is a lot of work. You're pretty much there all day. Um, and then in the nighttime, they usually, you know, take you out for a nice dinner, you know, buy drinks and it's like a whole thing. Um, and the, the shortest camp I've ever done was probably five days, but average, they're usually seven to 10 days. So you can imagine a lot like, a lot of work is being done. There's like three or four, sometimes five rooms, each with two writers and a producer. So by the end of a camp, we have this big listening session. We're listening to like 50 songs. Okay. And um, usually a good percentage of those end up on, you know, a lot of your favorite artists albums. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's actually wild how, how they do it. Is there one track that you've written that kind of you're like, damn, this one went pretty good when you wrote for someone or? um yeah i mean one of them i did this song for justine sky this wasn't at a camp actually 
but I that opportunity came from a camp that I did where um, I wrote this song called Yeah, 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 which didn't end up getting picked up. So I released it myself and became the first song that ever that I ever put out that got on the radio in Canada. I think I probably performed it at that TI show. Um, and it was it was like my biggest song of that of that moment in time. And it got a lot of people kind of talking. Next thing I know, I'm in L.A. in the studio with Justine Skye, uh, who signed to Rock Nation. And I did a song off of her project called Pushia, which turned out crazy. And it was um, it was just cool, man. It's cool like to see how all these things kind of are connected. You never think like, oh, this this thing in Spain is going to put me in the room with, you know, somebody mm -hmm. in L.A., but it's all connected. And it's uh, the be that's really the best part. That's why you got to be present every moment, man, because you never know. You never know. It could be you walking to the gas station and that's like the that's the moment, you know? Yeah. And, and communities out there and there's always people around for sure. Yeah, there it's everywhere, man. And everybody's everybody in, in California and L.A. specifically is like. Is trying to do cool, creative things, is trying to try to push the envelope and working hard on their craft. So it's it's easy. Like if you're in that mindset, like you're going to those people, it's just going to all going to align. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So, so how would you say your music has grown since you first started? Like you've you've obviously got a you've been doing this a little bit now, and you've got a lot of a lot of accolades under your belt. How have you grown from start to start to now? Um, you know what? I think I've I've just I, I've gotten more clear about who I am as as a person, as a human being. Like outside of music, outside of my craft, kind of just taking some time to really like I said, studying myself. And I feel like that process kind of has refined my, my taste in a way, changed, changed the way that I want to express myself and made me understand more what I want to say. And so where maybe in the past, it was just purely just for fun. It's like, now I really feel like I have a platform that I want to use. And, you know, a lot of my favorite artists, you know, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Tupac, you know, all these artists kind of led their careers with the overarching message behind everything they did. And the music was just like the vessel to carry it. So that's really the way that I think I've grown the most. This next project that I'm putting out is like, it's fun. It's enjoyable to listen to, but it also, you know, one of the masters of that actually Kendrick Lamar to me is, is the master of taking a song that when you listen to it, you don't even realize how much depth is in it. Cause you're just like, eh. but then you actually sit down and you're like, Holy shit. He's, he really said that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of something that, that I really um, was inspired by. And as I get to know myself more, it's it's more something that I realize I, I know for sure has to be a part of what I do because there's just too much going on in the world. There's too much going on in this cranium. Like I gotta, I gotta let it out, I gotta express it. So that's probably the biggest way. Do you have a title for the project coming out or nothing? Yes. Not, nothing we yes. could talk about yet or? Yeah, I, I can tell you the name. This will actually be the first time I ever say the name, and it's only right because it's you know it's Ottawa in the building. So um, it's actually called "I Need Space," and that's about all I can say at this moment in time. But it is done. The, album, the project is done, um, but we're holding off on a lot of the details until everything is kind of all set in stone. Okay. Well, I mean, once we see it, we'll make sure to put across all the platforms and share it for you there for sure. My brother. My brother. So with, with the project coming up and do you have any plans for like live shows and stuff now that things are opening back up? Yeah. Um, I actually, I just had a, a meeting, um, with my agent, uh, which is, uh, with ICM partners. And we're, we're just talking about different festivals. You know, this, this festival season is kind of a wash a little bit just because 
Uh, we've been so focused on getting this project done and um, finally it's starting to wrap up. So pretty much after this project, we're gonna start looking to do a lot of festivals. We're gonna see if we can get me on like a, an opening, um, an opening act our opening slot, sorry, for, for a tour. Um, and ICM is great. They've, they've booked me for a lot of great shows in the past. So um, we'll see what happens, man. I, nothing is really set in stone. So for me, it's just all about just preparation and getting ready for when, when the button gets pressed. Mm -hmm. I know we like we have a few kind of on books right now and Blues Fest got announced. So we're kind of... Oh, yeah, Blues Fest. We're starting to get back into the, the whole things here, but I, I'm excited for some shows for sure. Oh man, it's it's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. Man. We we <laughs> were able to do a couple small ones kind of in the middle of those random like oh you could open for 10 minutes and then and then lock down again. Oh yeah. So we yeah. had a couple that would kind of spaced it out nicely, but people are getting antsy and they want to get out there and do things for sure. Yeah, man. It's been too long. Mm -hmm. it's been too long. So I have a couple kind of I, I call them my my big questions at the end. And I'll tell you right now, these these stump a lot of people because they make you think but we'll start off we'll, we'll, we'll start off a little bit easy for you because right. because you're an ottawa local what do you think of the of the local scene here um it's 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 evolved a lot um me personally i haven't been in the city for i want to say three years now so you know i feel like the way it is right now uh, I have a lot of, you know, a lot of homies still back home that are that are doing music. And from what I can see, you know, the scene is actually developing. I see a lot of um, people, people starting management firms, which I've never seen in Ottawa, like trying to like actually develop artists in the city. And that's that's a new thing for me. When I was coming up, you know, early, early in my career, we never had that. Uh, we did have cool little events like uh, House of Paint. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that which was definitely a staple um for me but um i think nowadays it's just become people are becoming more aware man it's the the age of information and people are starting to realize like yo yeah we don't need to be in la or we don't need to be in new york like we can just you know learn as much as we can about branding and how to use these platforms to to reach people and i think it's empowered a lot of artists and not to mention all the funding that's going on and in, in, especially in ontario for artists i think a lot of a lot of Ottawa artists are taking advantage and you're, you're able to see the quality of work kind of scale upwards. So I'm honestly excited for Ottawa. I've been, I'm hoping to get back to Ottawa really soon because, you know, there's a couple artists out there that I, that I'm pretty excited about and think, um, I think the city just has so much untapped potential, man. Anyone you want to shout out at all? Any of your boys? Yeah, I'm going to shout out uh, Jeff Sannon, who's an incredible producer, rapper from the city. And I'm going to also shout out uh, Jaden, J-Y-D-N, um, a great R&B singer. And uh, yeah, those are those are my guys. I've actually seen Jaden a couple of times like those locally here. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, dope, yeah dope. he's sick. Yeah, I like, we grew up together. Like nice, nice. So next question, who is your dream collab? Dream collab? Wow um let's go with oh it's, it's 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 a cross between these two artists for sure but frank ocean and shania twain okay well what do you think what do you think uh a, a maurice and shania twain song would sound like i think it would sound beautiful i think it would probably <laughs> be uh probably be on the ballad side of things um and i love a good ballad so i'm here for it <laughs> I, I think that'd be sick actually that would be really cool 
It'd be cool, man. I love. I think R and B and country have a lot of like um, parallels. Well, yeah, there, and you definitely see a lot more genre mixing now too. Like, look at Little Nas X with his kind of hip hop and country swing and everything. It's happening yeah. a lot more. Yeah, it's. It, I love it. I love all the mixing of genres. I feel like that's always how I've approached my music, and so it feels good that like the world is becoming more receptive and more understanding of like, holy shit! Like we don't have to just listen to rap music. Like, I also like Shania Twain. I can listen to genre. Like, there's artists out there that make like the hybrid of between those, and that's exciting for me. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So we know you like a lot of different types of music. Do you have something on your playlist that people would be like completely surprised you listen to? Like a favorite song? Like, people would be like, no way. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like, no way. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. I listen to a lot of it's, it, it. It's a genre called hyper pop. I don't know okay. if you've heard of hyper pop, but I've it's heard like, the name. Yeah. It's honestly my latest obsession. And it's kind of like, imagine auto-tune on steroids <laughs> with like pitched up chipmunk vocals, very fast beats and like distorted sounds, like overly distorted beyond what any normal amount of distortion would be. It's like, it's insane. And um, what I like about it though, is that it really, um, it plays with like the extremes of what's possible in music. Um, I feel like a lot of times in music and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself, we kind of play it safe. Like there's like a certain threshold of like craziness that you're like, okay, mm. I can't go past here. This is like, all right. Hyperpop says, yo, fuck all that. We're going to do whatever we want to do. And I've honestly taken a lot of that and applied it to my own music in doses. You know, I'm like, oh, you know what? What if this like snare was just like, not just like a, a clean snare, but maybe it was like, Doom! you know, so like weird things that they do, weird choices that they make um have really inspired me to to expand my my musical palette so to speak you know the colors on my on my tray i'm really adding extra colors and it, you're gonna hear some of that on the new album for sure and, and i think with the like the way digital is going now you can do so much with just a computer thing you don't need a whole you know band setup or anything like that there's a lot you can do now which makes things that much crazier Oh yeah, it's crazy. And you know, I, I my my girlfriend is her her dad is actually a, a rocker. He's a musician himself, and um, you know, I've been spending some time with him, and he's on the complete other side of the spectrum. He's always playing live music. He's with his band, and so like having those polar, um, p- polarizing kind of approaches to music, um, immediately one after another. You know, I'll, I'll sit down with him, jam out with him, and then go to the studio and work on my stuff. And maybe I'm listening to some like hyper pop and i'm kind of bridging the gap and i'm seeing like it's just it's crazy what's possible with music now man. Mm. it's it's truly amazing it's amazing yeah I, I love the way music's going i mean there's some things that just don't vibe with me the, the greatest <laughs> yeah. you know I, i'm a bit of an older school guy like some old school stuff and some new things i'm like yeah you know i'm <laughs> not, not really there that. for that but you know i love music in general it just it helps it just helps you get through life in a sense absolutely all right, so these next two questions are my biggest two that actually stump people the most. All right. What, what is a piece of advice that you were given coming up that you've held on to the most? The piece of advice that I've gotten while coming up that I've held on to the most. 
everyone has kind of one that sticks a little bit more than others in in their careers you know what um i feel like this is the most valuable advice that i got in hindsight but i didn't know it when i received it because um i thought i knew everything <laughs> but um when i got this advice uh the, the the advice was essentially it's it's a cliche piece of advice which is why i probably ignore it but it's to always um follow like what is your authentic creative values like don't change your values to be more appreciated or to get more validation stay true to who you are and i think i took that for granted because i always thought i was um and i think when i moved to la um was when i i kind of in such an insidious and subtle way kind of forgot that and was like oh you know what maybe i need to change my approach to to become more successful and you know maybe make music that's more like what people are doing over here because it seems like this is working and it's awfully ironic because um that never got me the results that being myself got me which is it's, it's like it's so it's a like against the logic you're like oh well this is successful i should do this but it's it's interesting how the universe works, man. I feel like when you're putting out that pure vibration, that pure frequency, and it's clearly coming from a place of love of your of who you are, you know, knowing who you are, um, it just it, it has different rippling effects. And so I found the most success when I've been the most authentic to myself, even though, you know, even my biggest song, for example, is it's called The Loudest Silence. And it's a song I made when I was 19. It's still my biggest song. And I had no intention of it being successful. I had no, it has like a 45 second intro. Like that breaks all the rules of what you're supposed to do mm -hmm. these days. And yet it's still, you know, streaming like crazy, millions and millions and millions of streams. So it's at like 30 million on Spotify, I think. Yeah, yeah, 30 million on Spotify, something like that. So, you know, that that would probably be my biggest advice. You know, it's it's advice that's easy to overlook, but I think it's it's really profound if you actually truly understand what that really means. And and I hear that a lot, actually, because the same thing, people don't, they look at that piece of advice and go, eh, you know, and they and they do things that are a different way and then turn around and be like, man, I wish I would have kept up with that the whole way. Yeah, absolutely. Now is, so kind of a part two of the question, is there advice that you would give someone coming up now that you've kind of absorbed over the last few years? Um, I think the biggest thing with artists is we artists tend to be pretty sensitive people even the hardest rappers and whatever that you think are so hard like we're really sensitive about our craft and about um you know the way people feel about our our art and i feel like um the best thing any artist can do is to stop being so externally focused don't look outside for your validation don't you know don't get caught up in in the thirst for validation and, and looking externally outside of you. I feel like the, the profound things that artists do, the great artists, the Kanye West, the, the Frank Oceans, you know, the, the Michael Jacksons, the Princes, you know, these artists are, are, are great because they kind of shut out the world and focused in on themselves and their message. And I feel like that's the best thing any artist can do. I put up, a, I actually put up a poll on my, on my uh, Instagram, a couple of weeks ago about whether or not my fans would think that artists should write their own music. It was an interesting uh, debate. There's people on both sides and um, 
you know, I kept telling people, you know, I feel like artists actually have a, a legitimate purpose in society. Like we're not supposed to just be this product to be sold and like, you know, mass produced and just thrown out like fast food. You know, we're supposed to actually be the ones that are putting in the work, putting in the time to really reflect and look, look at the world and actually, you know, assess and have a deeper understanding of what's going on and then be able to consolidate that into this like convenient song that people could just listen to and get it and it's not because the necessarily the lyrics it might just be the way it makes them feel it's like it synthesizes all that information so music is so deep and if you want to be a great artist you have to you have to be that deep with it you got to go do the work and that's what the work is it's really the work on yourself ends up being what makes you a great artist so that's my biggest advice for any artist no that's deep man that's good and a lot of people can probably really really use that and take that Definitely. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question. What is one thing you wish more people asked that isn't asked enough in interviews? Like for you. Huh? This, um, one, this one gets everyone. So, <laughs> you know what? Um, I think in interviews, we're often so focused on like, oh, you know, we just won this award. We just, you know, you got the album coming out and like all that is great and it's very necessary. It needs to be part of the conversation. But I feel like um, the best interviews are the ones where I feel like I learned about the artist as a person um, and not necessarily from just asking about their life, but asking them and talking to them about uh, topics related to the world and have nothing to do with their music and, and allowing them to kind of speak on those things. I think as artists, we kind of get boxed into this like caricature of ourselves where it's like, we're asked like the same questions and we're like, okay, this is, this is who I am. Like I am Maurice Moore, I sing R&B songs. And it's like, nah, I'm like, we're so much more than that. And um, you know, this conversation, especially towards the end is kind of moved in that, in that space. And uh, I appreciate that because I think that's, that's the best. I, I, a lot, a lot of times in my come up, I, I'm always watching interviews of my favorite artists and my favorite ones are always the ones where I'm like, Ooh, I didn't know he was thinking like that, but that, mm -hmm. that's really interesting. I always try to to pull a little bit out of who you are as a person, because I can ask you all the cookie cutter questions in the world and copy someone else's interview. But what does that do <laughs> for me? Like, I, I know you on a different level because you're local. I've seen you live. Like, I already know that about you. So getting a little deeper is always nice. And like you said, you have to ask some of those questions and talk about some of those things just because, but it's nice to know more. Definitely, bro. No, I mean, I'm excited. Like, I uh, this is my first time, my first interaction with, with Hidden Beast, but I'm excited to, to see what other interviews that you got going on because, you know, this, was, this has been fun. It's been mad chill. Usually interviews are like hella stiff and like, you know, honestly, they can, like they I, can be uncomfortable. Yeah, I try to leave it very casual. Like I wrote up my talking points about 10 minutes before this because I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to be too, too stiff and I wanted to make sure we're, we can flow really nicely. That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, for sure, you should check out some of the other stuff. We talked with uh, Teddy Richards, who's Aretha Franklin's son. Oh, so wow. That, That's that was, crazy. That was a sick one. Um, we, we've we got a few going on that were pretty fun. So there's always good stuff out there to check out. Wow. That's awesome, man. I That's will. pretty much all I have for you at this point. Is there anything else you want to add? Man, we covered a lot of ground. I just want to say whoever's listening, man, I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in with Maurice Moore and Hidden Beats. And we going straight to the moon, baby. The only way is up. I'll see y'all at the top. And I'll have to actually, I just thought about this now. I got some, uh, so I'm actually a photographer mainly. I've actually got some some shots from that show. 
I'll have oh. to send over. <laughs> I'll send some over to you for sure. Yes, please, please do. Mm. All right. Well, we'll end it off because I know you got another interview coming up shortly, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. It looks like it's nice and sunny there. Oh yeah, it's it's great out here. I'm actually I'm out in Palm Springs. I came out here just for a little uh, creative escape, and it's been it's been fire. So. We're actually getting sun and snow is melting here, not finally. So things are looking. Oh, up. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yep. but yeah, man, I I enjoyed the conversation for sure. I look forward. I hope we have a round two at some point, and we'll look for Absolutely. your your new project coming out. And congrats on that award. My man, I appreciate it, brother. All right, have a good one. Cheers, cheers.